It's time to chase some tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that was. Uh, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to leave that in there. I think, buddy. Yeah, you gonna uh, have to leave that in there. <laughs> it's time to chase tail. Uh, not that that kind of tail, but uh, man, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be on the other side of this mic from you again and uh, recording another episode, dude. The season's getting close. Except for it's a Monday, you know, makes it long. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of difficult, I, but we made it through it. We're going to have a guest on the show that's been on here before, owner of Wild Edge Incorporated, Andrew Walter. He's going to come on here, and we're going to be continuing the theme of deer season right around the corner. But uh, to kind of kick that off, we're going to have a surprise for everybody here. But before we do, let's give credit to our other sponsor, a partner of this podcast, Bowhunter Box Club. You've heard us talk about it before. He's an awesome organization. It's the only subscription box uh, custom tailored for a bow hunter specifically. In each box, he's got somewhere between $60 and $80 worth of value, $60 or $70 worth of value, and a lot of times he throws some goodies in there as well to make it worth your while. It's only $40 a month. It's like getting a Christmas package suddenly around the 10th every month, and I love it. It's got some cool stuff in there. And if you're interested in, in joining, we have a couple promo codes for you. We have Chasing Tales 10. We're real excited about this. That's going to give you 10% off one month or 10% off a year-long subscription. If you go that route, you end up getting about a month and a half free. So it's an awesome opportunity. He also has the the, the Bowhunter Box Club, VIP Club, which is awesome. It is a one-time membership that you pay. And it's regularly $70, about 70 bucks. And if you use Chasing Tales VIP, you can get 10% off of one year's membership. And what that does is it puts you in a, in a drawing for a giveaway every month. And it also gets you insider discounts to all the different companies that he networks with. So uh, if you're like me and you tank around a whole lot, then there's a good chance it's going to pay for itself right quick. And if you think about it, if you take 12 and you divide it by 70, for very little money, you're getting put in for uh, different bows. He's giving away a Matthews, a Hoyt, uh, an Elite, and some awesome stuff. So if you're interested, go to www.bowhunterboxclub.com. Use those promo codes, and he'll know that uh, we sent you. Definitely, because those are our promos. See, Walt memorizes the date that it's coming. I don't. I just kind of want it. I just know it's going to show up, but I just don't know when, <laughs> so it just makes it that much exciting when it does show up. Well, let's uh, let's not put any more time into this. Let's get our guest on the line and uh, let's get to talking with him. What you say? Let's get it. Well, on the line now, we've got Andrew Walter. How you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? I'm doing good. Has the uh, cooler weather start to to reach you up there in Connecticut? Oh, dude, it's awesome. It's low 60s every morning. Cools down at night. Oh, it's great. You guys, it's are also sp- it's awesome here too. It's 98 and lows <laughs> in 70, 78, and I love it. Walt hates it. I love it. No, we need some rain. No, we're getting plenty of rain up here. Well, well, Bubba, we're glad to have you on here. We're, you know, I, I kind of teased a minute ago and said we had a, a fun, uh, podcast coming up for everybody, and I guess now is as good a time as ever uh, to announce that we're going to be doing a, a preseason giveaway that uh, you've been generous enough to partner up with us to, to facilitate. That's right. Everyone loves free stuff. Absolutely. And it's. Hunt season's coming, so might as well get some free stuff out there. Dadgum right. <laughs> Drew has been gracious enough to donate a running gun package from Wild Edge, Inc. And what that's going to entail is going to be a 10-pack uh, of his ste- steps with the, with the bag that it comes in, a lineman's belt so you all can stay safe, and an aider in case you want to go super high. And we've detailed that in the past. So uh, if you don't know what all that equipment is, episode... 
the bonus episode that we put out about five weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, you can go back there and see exactly what you're getting, or you can go to his website, www.wildedgeinc.com, take a look at what he's offering. And, uh, dude, I just want to say thank you for, for offering this giveaway to get, get the season kicked off. You got it, boys. It's, yeah, it's, it's a run and gun package. It's our most popular package. And, you know, in my mind, it's, that's what I take in the woods all the time. It, it's the perfect package. Absolutely. So we're going to keep the details confidential. You have to listen to this entire podcast. Stay awake. Get a cup of coffee. I kid. It won't be that long. But uh, at, the, at the end of this podcast, we're going to announce the uh, details of that giveaway and what you have to do to enter. We're going to keep it real simple for all you guys and uh, keep this kind of fun. So <clears throat> that's the cool thing. The other cool thing that we've got going is we've also been working with, with Andrew, and we've worked out a promo code for y'all. You know, y'all have been some real loyal listeners, and we just want to reward y'all for tuning in every Monday or whenever it is during the week that you tune in. And uh, we've also worked out a promo code for free shipping on your tree stand orders. Now, this this qualifies for any tree stand set of sticks orders, and the promo code is Chasing Tails Ten, and that is free shipping in the lower forty eight for a set of sticks. So. Just wanted to say thank you all to for tuning in every time we talk about how good these steps are. Now we, we can get it to you uh, for free shipping. So that's just an awesome value. And, I again, thank you for partnering up with us on that as well. You got it, boys. Well, today we're going to kick something off that uh, is near and dear to everybody here, and that is bow season. It's coming quick for me. I'm sitting at 25 days out for my first opener. Leighton, I believe, is sitting somewhere around like 19. like 15 or something, 19. Yeah. It's not long. Yeah, so he he's he he's counting down the days. I'm counting down the days. And Drew, I think yours is like October, right? Uh no, we're September sixteenth. So just a few days after mine. Yeah, yep. same day as mine. So you and yeah. I are sitting at twenty five days out, Bubba. Exactly. No, it's it's getting close. I mean, I just my wife and I we just had a son. We just had our first kid. So my uh, preseason scouting hasn't exactly been to par. But <laughs> hey, man. You brought another savage into this world. That's, that's, uh, that's right. what matters. I, I couldn't be more excited. It's it's pretty cool. So yeah, he'll be he'll be out there soon. Maybe not this year. My wife doesn't let me, but <laughs> I think it might might be a touch early. Maybe just, yeah, just you maybe. never know though. I, I there's we got a lot of cool baby accessories. You know, like the little cradle oh, thing you put on your chest, and I could like take him in the woods, sit him in a blind, and if he cries and a deer runs away, big deal. Or if I'm feeding him a bottle and a deer comes in, I can't shoot it. As long as he's out there, you know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. But didn't you tell me something? Like, oh, wasn't there some Instagram post that you put where you was like, I told him deer season was getting close and his eyes shot open or something like that. Was that you? Yeah, and I wasn't lying. I started, I, <laughs> and my wife, April wants me to tell him like bedtime stories and read him these weird books. And I just tell him deer hunting stories. And one day, it wasn't bedtime, it was the middle of the day. And I was outside with him, I was telling him a story. And he, all of a sudden, he starts like smiling nonstop. I was like, Oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? And I like, scramble to grab it, you know, pop open the camera and I take a picture. And honest to God, he's he smiles when I start talking. So, dude, that's awesome. Maybe he will be a little savage. You never know. Dude, I hope so. I hope he turns out to be a better deer hunter than you and I and everybody else before. So, oh, I. I hope so. That'd be awesome, dude. I'm 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 envious of you. I can't wait. I mean, I'm I'm gonna wait, but I can't wait to have a little <laughs> savage run around with me at my side too. So you don't want something that you don't want to sleep three hours a night and then go to work, dude. I already do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want my sleep. CPA prep and my masters. <laughs> uh, it's totally worth it, though. It's it's awesome, dude. Congratulations. I'm I'm thrilled, man. I'm thrilled. But uh, to keep up with the current line that we've been going. 
with uh, deer hunting stories. I think it's only appropriate if we kick off uh, the season just kind of round the campfire style, talking about our favorite uh, bow hunting uh, adventures. Um, I'm not going to be sharing one that's even ending in a success today. I'm going to be sharing one that ended in an utter catastrophic failure. I guess that's a bit overkill, catastrophic. Layton, doesn't, you know, doesn't that seem like a... It seems like it happens a lot with Walter. Yeah, he oh, has man. he has some problems, you know, issues. Sounds <laughs> like his turkey season. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put that out there. <laughs> his turkey season, wow. you know. I, you can pretty much count on Walt not killing a turkey every year. <laughs> so maybe that'll oh. get him fired up enough to go kill Lee a turkey. Lee is doing snow angels in the leaves, and Walter's figuring out how to cross a creek. <laughs> <laughs> and I just bring him across the river, across the creek, and through the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, I don't even have to. Mo- I don't even have to move. I just sit there. He's calling. For, he's calling birds in from Mississippi, and I'm struggling to kill the one right in front of me. Watch next year. Next year, I say that, and I'm not going to kill a damn turkey next year. It's going yeah, to. It's going to be the worst season. Walk. Yeah, Walt's going to be like, oh, here's number three. I'm done in Florida. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. If the proverbial bus ever bounced, I think it was just then, right? I, I think I just got backed over, but <laughs> no no harm, no foul there. Um, no, you ain't got backed over yet. Just wait. This podcast ain't over. <laughs> wait until you there sit up the store. Turkey's a turkey, but a deer. Oh, man. Well, this is a story. I guess I'll go ahead and start off now that we're, we're right there. But uh, this is a story of, of pride and eating crow. Um this was, um, I'll give you a little backstory. I was six years into bow only, and I had never once missed a deer ever. And we, I, what, where I lived on South, in Southeast Georgia, there just weren't any, any real quality bucks. And I went from the progression I think most deer hunters go through where, you know, you, you, you start off by trying to kill your first deer. Then after that, it's how many can you kill? And then after that, you start looking to kill something a little more mature. And it didn't help that uh, there was this kid over in, in Thomasville, Georgia, dropping 180 class uh, bucks left and right, it seemed like, every year. Um, so, you know, I'm talking to, to Leighton, and he's, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's almost big enough over here. And, you know, he's giving me a hard time. So I found a buddy up in, in uh, Jessup, Georgia, who let me hunt up there by him. And, he had a little 40 acre farm and we went out there and put in this beautiful food plot in the food plot. We had, uh, we had rows of sorghum lined out. So I didn't even have to range deer at 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. I had a row of sorghum marking all that. So all I had to do was just judge which of the two he was between. And then, uh, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, no, no math needed for this simple man. But we, we went out there and, and my, my buddy at the time, he, he he didn't really bow hunt much. I think he killed one deer with the bow and kind of set it down, and he kind of moved on to his academics and whatnot. And we were shooting, and I was, uh, man, never missed a deer. I'm slinging arrows left and right and, uh, you know, just just drilling the target. I'm practicing all summer. I bought myself a brand-new P. Well, it wasn't brand-new. It was new, new to me, PSE. Oh, yeah, um, speaking of arrows, you found the ones I lost last weekend at your house. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir, I haven't. Well, you I need sure to get have. on there's, that for me. That's a lot of money. 30, if somebody wants to make some money, there's about $35 worth of arrows in the backyard you can go find. Hit old, old Leighton slung about three or four into the grass so deep we could never find them. Uh, Leighton, that doesn't make you sound very good, buddy. No, well, I mean, I, uh, it's the first time I've shot my bow since I bought it. So, I mean, you oh, know, okay. it, it comes with well, the territory. Well, and, and to be honest with now, I, you know, 
I'm not going to bounce the bus too hard. This is the first time that he's ever stretched out to 40 yards and really tried with his new bow, really ever that I've known him. And within about 15 minutes, old boy was 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 drilling the vitals on on any deer that was there at 40 yards. So we just had to. He was sighting in his little slider pin, and and we misgaged how high he needed to adjust from 20 to to 40. So once once he started smacking the target, we were dead on the money. But uh, that's valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get anyway. Out there and get back to your story. Sure yeah, so we're slinging arrows. I got this brand new PSE. It's dream season. Uh, back when that bow madness or whatever came out, and I'm slinging. I'm talking a big game. Oh, and I I never missed a deer. You know, we put those those uh, those those food the way we got that food plot set up. Oh, I'm not gonna have to worry about misjudging them or nothing like that. And season comes around. It's the perfect. It is the perfect October morning, man. It is cool. It is crisp. I mean, just we're talking. You, you couldn't pick a better morning. And the deer had, it was a full moon. The deer had been moving through a little earlier in the morning than I wanted to. And the first pass they would come through, this this uh, food plot was on the side of a hill sloping down to a, a, a creek bottom. And that the deer would run that creek bottom, come up the, the, the south uh, southern side, come up over that ridge and just scent that entire bottom where those deer were, were those does were bedding. So I creep up in there. It's about three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I'm creeping back there real slow. The, the moonlight's bright as all get out. I mean, just bright. You you don't even need anything to walk through the woods. And this is back when I was a chicken shit walking through the woods. You know, I had to have a freaking one million candle power spotlight on me at all times for that, uh, you know, werewolf that was going to jump out the bushes at any point in time. But um, I'm walking up against this this food plot that's bordering the the creek bottom, and there's this this wall of, of shade. Just there was so it was so bright, it was so distinct. You could see where you were walking, and if you looked to the right where the where the tree cover was, there was just this wall of darkness. You just you couldn't see anything. And as I'm walking through this waist high um, sorghum and, and and bean mix, iron clay peas specifically, um, I hear grunting, and this deer come charging up out of that creek bottom. I mean, just charging. And I crouched down, knocked an arrow, thinking I could probably shoot this deer. It's so daggone bright. Don't have my release on me. And I crouch down. This deer comes charging up out that creek bottom. He stops right at the edge of that veil of darkness. And he's breathing out. And it's just early enough. It's just cold enough that you can see this 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 breath comes jutting out, steaming through. And he's sitting there stomping and grunting and snort wheezing. And it's the coolest doggone thing, dude. And I'm just, I'm shook up, man. I'm just, I'm ate up alive. He stomps and he tries to get me to move. And I can, I can hear him like bringing his head up and down through the bushes, trying to figure out what I am sitting there in the, in the food plot. Eventually I stand up just a touch and he takes off back down in the bottom and I creep up into my, my ladder stand. Well, wait, I'm into your up butt. there. Huh? Into your what ladder stand? My, la- my ladder stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was using a, a two-man a Maristep from Walmart. Good old uh, budget yeah, that, budget ladder that's stand. Not, that's not allowed anymore. But carry on. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, Leighton. We'll just we'll just strap your ladder stand up there, and then we'll climb up to it with uh, yeah. <laughs> with right. the steps. Right. <laughs> We're gonna get way up there. 20, 20, 20, 30 <laughs> 20, feet. 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Before we even reach the bottom of the ladder. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I climb up in that in that ladder stand, and I hear this buck. He's just he's running down that ridge chasing does, dude. I, I don't even know if I spooked him off or if he just thought I was something bigger. He was not spooked out of the area. Well, come come daylight, I haven't seen anything for the longest of time. I'm getting my phone out. I'm starting to get antsy, man. I can't sit still. 
I, I probably layered up twice as much as I needed to and started to sweat. You know how that starts to cool on your skin and get cold. And all of a sudden, on the far side of this plot, I see this this deer walking towards me. I'm like, oh, sweet. The first action of the day, but it's it's October. The rut's in full swing. It came in real early there in southeast Georgia. The rut's in full swing. I'm not shooting that doe. And then that doe picked his head up. And the operative word being his there. And it was a beautiful eight point. I mean, just an absolutely beautiful stud eight point. And he walks straight across to me, across this 60-yard 60 60 uh, food plot, turns broadside, and <laughs> he turns broadside, and I range that joker at 30 yards. He's facing me. He's scent checking. I have no shot this entire time. I thought about it for a couple times, taking that that neck shot right in the chest, but I knew I wasn't that good. I'm shaking like a leaf, dude. If you if you're looking at, the, at that era in that HHA that I had, that era is just bumping up and down, dude, to the to the tune of my heartbeat. It's just it's just a going. So I knew I wasn't I wasn't capable of that shot. Well, he keeps he keeps walking closer to me, walking closer to me, and he turns sideways. I got you all day, thirty yards. I draw back, I let loose that arrow, and that darn thing soars over the top of his back. I mean, just soars over the top of his back. Buck snorts, runs off. I don't get another photo of him the entire rest of the season. Turns out, the boy who can't miss, the boy who made it so simple, all you had to do was count the rows in between you and the deer, and you know where he's at. I thought the deer was at 40 yards. Turns out, Joker was about 20, 25 and I sent that arrow into oblivion. I never saw it again. It buried itself so deep in that grass, it was gone. And I come walking up out the woods later on, and my buddy, he was always so sly about things. He looks up my arrow, my quiver, and it's missing an arrow. And he goes, did you get one? And I said, well, I shot at one. Did you hit him? No. I missed and he didn't even have to say nothing, dude. He just looked at me and grinned and just kind of chuckled. He's like, well, let's go get breakfast then. So we we drove up and got breakfast. Man, that, that boy never ribbed me once for missing a deer. He never said it. He, didn't, he knew he didn't have to. My face was probably white as can be. I ate crow like I've never ate crow before, man. Humble pie, rather. I ate humble pie like I've never eaten before. And that was, that was uh, I think that was the last time I bragged about myself for years. <laughs> <laughs> I give you credit for just telling that story. I mean... You know, in the whole industry, no one ever tells stories about missing. I mean, but that's what teaches you the most about hunting is messing up. I'm right. That's life, you, man. That's hey, life. Yeah. The only way you learn is by screwing up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tell you right now, I've shot many a deer that I that I can recall the memories of, but that eight point jumping off in the into into the into the woods and having the memory of that that lighted knot soaring over his back. I ain't never gonna forget that. I guarantee. That burns into your memory more yeah. than shooting a record deer. All day. So, yep, that's my confession. Evidently, uh, starting off with a story missing while y'all just roasted me is gonna be good entertainment. I think for just about <laughs> everybody. But hey, we all deserve a good roasting every once in a while. You just take it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, gentlemen, who who's next? Late. You gonna go? I'll go last. It might be the shortest because it's the easiest and the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll jump in there go ahead all right so yeah i was thinking we talked about the most memorable hunt and immediately the you know one hunt comes to mind I mean, i've killed some good deer i've killed a lot of deer i killed deer for a living killed deer all over the world but hunting with my little sister lydia you know she she started hunting later you know she was about like 17 years old 
never killed a deer with a gun. She got right into bow hunting, got her bow hunting license. And, you know, my dad took her a couple times, but, you know, every, every single time I took her hunting, we killed a deer. Uh, the girl has killed some deer. I mean, she is just, she's just natural. I mean, she's got a full ride to college for academics and for basketball and softball. So the girls, you know, she's got common sense. She's got the academics. She's got the athletic abilities. She's just an unreal kid, and she helps me with the business a lot. And she's currently hiking the Appalachian Trail. She's in Vermont right now, started in Georgia. She'll be back, you know, just a little after hunting season, and she'll be jumping right back into the business, helping me and killing deer with me. And she's just a little savage. The girl is just a natural at everything. So a couple years ago for Christmas, I got a really nice bow, and, uh, She's just she's just on fire. We uh, she she killed a couple deer. She uh, opening the day after opening day, September sixteenth last year. She killed a doe. That's all in video on our YouTube channel. And then uh, she was busy with school, finishing up her undergrad. And she came to the shop one day in November. She was home uh, November fourth, I believe it was. And she comes to the shop, and you know I'm I'm all horny to hunt early season and. I kill it early season. I hunt my ass off. And, uh, you know, by the time the rut comes, you hear this a lot. I'm, you know, I'm kind of worn down. So I kind of have to take a step back and that's our busy season here. So, you know, it was a warm, like 60 degree full rut, November 4th day. And she comes to the shop. It's about three o'clock. She's like, let's go kill a big buck. Cause she killed her doe. And she's like, you know, I, I want to kill a buck. And, oh yeah. Okay, girl. You have to put a little time in. So, uh, she convinced me, we went out to, a one of my food plots I had in tiny, tiny little food plot, half an acre. Um, and we crawled in the tree. I'm in my sling. She's in the tree stand. Uh, we got a little, I put a decoy out and, uh, we had a little young doe come in. She's checking out the decoy, getting all freaked out. And, uh, you know, it was a young, young, young of the year doe falling all by herself. And I looked at Lydia and I said, you know what this means? And she's, you know, she's like, no, I don't know no, what I said. Well, mommy's in the swamp with daddy. You know, you don't, you don't, unless mommy's dead, you don't usually see a young of the year doe fawn by itself. Well, she's all, you know, we're joking, going back and forth. And all of a sudden the woods come to life. I mean, there is, we hear grunting, we hear snort wheeze and we hear, you know, it's like we're on Drury Outdoors TV on one of their food plots, listening to the world come to life. You, know, you don't hear that stuff. You know, our rut in New England isn't what it is on TV. You know, it's rare to see real rut action. So, you know, my decoy, it's a McKenzie target out in the middle of the field with a little bit of dough piss on it. It's at 20 yards, and I'm running the camera, and, you know, I'm trying to turn the camera on, but I'm so excited. I can hear this buck just raking a tree, doing a scrape, and all of a sudden a doe squirts out with another doe fawn. That doe fawn that we were watching meets up with them. They run right by the decoy right under our stand. And this buck, you know, they're boogieing into the woods already 50 yards away. This buck comes hauling out of the woods. He is about to run by the decoy. He, don't, he is about to, like, not even see it. And all of a sudden, he catches the eye of the decoy. Without the decoy, we never would have shot him. He sees that decoy. He stops, turns, comes to it, sniffs its ass, and then goes broadside. And, you know, I'm running the camera, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You know, and I'm talking her through it, like, thinking I have to talk her through it not realizing that she's just such a natural, I don't really have to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, you know, as soon as I say, like, bury that pin, bury that pin, I'm waiting to stop the deer. 
I look over. I'm not even on the deer. The camera's just all over the place. It's just terrible footage. I'm so excited. Like, I get more excited watching her kill stuff and buddies kill stuff than I do myself. I'm just, I'm just out of my mind excited. And she's just calm as a bee. I look over. She's already a full draw. I'm like, oh, shit. So I stopped the deer immediately. And before I could even, just as I stopped it, she just smokes it. And it's the most amazing shot in the world. He was a slight bit quarter two, but she tucked that arrow right in beautifully. You know, she's pulling back 40 pounds and she just smoked it. And the deer runs off, breaks off the arrow. You know, it only penetrated about eight inches, breaks the arrow off. And she's all worried because the arrow broke off. I said, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. And you can hear that. The hunt's right on YouTube. You can hear it all in the footage. And, you know, she's freaking out. She's like, you know, pounding her chest. She's, you know, she's just start shaking but it just impressed me how she just kept her composure so well i mean the girl is unbelievable deer runs right inside the woods we didn't see it fall over but kind of heard a crash and right before we went out that night my my father was like you know why don't you guys actually kill something tonight he said, we need some meat he said you know screw the horns just just kill something because you know he's mr politics and he goes to all the parties and brings back straps to every party <laughs> that sounds kill. like Leighton. every yeah. time Leighton shows up he's like hey guys i know you're uh helping me with x y and z so uh here, here's three pounds of ground venison from the freezer yeah that's my payment <laughs> he, gets yeah. him, he goes to a patriots uh football tailgate party and he brings a back strap every time so it's like every weekend that adds up wow <laughs> 15 anyway. games so he said, you know, why don't you guys get some meat in the freezer? Said, all right, all right, all right. I guess I'll kill something. And uh, so after she killed that buck, a doe comes right back in. I killed her. When I was done, when I after I killed her, we finally looked down at her phones because we hadn't looked at her phones in over an hour. We were just in pure excitement and awesome hunting. And Dad sent us a picture of a six-point that he just shot. So we got three deer dead on the ground within... You know, two hours. Yeah, within two hours, and we were only a quarter acre from each other, you know, right in the same property. And uh, so we gave her buck a little bit of time. I went back and got my wife, April. She got all suited up, got my dad. He already had his deer out of the woods, dragged, gutted, hanging at the barn. And you know, it was just unbelievable. Just It was so cool because, you know, I walked in the woods a little bit, and I was always, the shot looked good. We reviewed the footage, looked amazing, but... You always have that skeptical side, like you know sure. this is this is her first actual buck. You know she's killed spikes and four points, but you know I was every deer deserves a recovery. But I was very very cautious about this one. I didn't want to chase a deer all around the neighborhood all night. So we give it plenty of time. I walk in the woods, you know, ten yards, and I see the deer immediately. But I backed out and walked over to my dad and April and kind of wanted to mess with Lydia a little bit and have her track it spot by spot. I said, you know, it's it's good blood, but you really got to focus. And I had the whole whole thing on footage. I said, you know, how's it, how's it feel to kill a buck? But she's looking at me like all worried that she's following spots and spots of blood. It wasn't bleeding that well because there was no exit wound. So she finally, you know, going drip for drip, and she walks up with it within 10 feet and finds it, and everything's on film. It was the most incredible Incredible hunt of my life. It's one of those memories that just digs into your mind. It was so cool. She's a little natural. I mean, I was all worried about, shoot, you know, filming the deer, and I wasn't even on it, and then worrying about if she's at full draw. I'm trying to coach her through it. I look over. She's already at full draw ready to release the arrow. I mean, 
Women seem to women seem to be a little more calm than we are whenever they're hunting. Period. I don't care what I it is. They just yeah, exactly. They, it's just kind of like whatever, you know. Yeah. I got this. No big yeah. deal. Exactly. And we get all shaken up about it. Yeah, it's like it's like my wife. First time I take her out shooting. The first time she's ever handled a freaking gun. You know, we get past. You know, we're shooting a twenty-two bolt action rifle. We get past the initial like anxiety of like just put your shoulder to the to to the gun and pull the trigger. Just like don't aim. Just just get it over with. It doesn't kick, dude. It ain't twenty minutes later. She's freaking slinging bullets downrange at a hundred yards, hitting shotgun shells. You know, it's just like some things just come natural to them, man. It's just it's ridiculous. My older sister designs lingerie for Victoria's Secret, and she's a better pistol shot than I am. <laughs> Dad, gone. She's a she's a ballerina her whole life too. Just like your wife. That's awesome, dude. Man, I, you know, the thing is, my, my oldest sibling, she's four years younger than me. She has no desire to hunt whatsoever. I mean, that's just that's just ain't in her blood. She'll, she'll support the family going out, but that's just not her. I have yet to see my little brother or my littlest sister uh, harvest their first animal, and I really hope I'm nearby when that happens because, dude, that's an experience that uh, that needs to be cataloged. Oh, dude, it is, it is unbelievable. I watched... I filmed Lydia and watched her kill her first deer, her second deer, her biggest buck. I mean, I've been with her for, you know, every year. I mean, she is, she's just a little natural. I mean, she's unreal. It's what big brother's supposed it's, it's to do. So, it's so rewarding just watching. I mean, I get more excitement. I'm the one shaking behind the camera, and she's just calm as a, calm <laughs> shooting the deer. I mean, we had a doe come in the day after opening day, and, you know, Doe came in with two fawns, and the year before that, Doe came in with two fawns, and I'm watching her, and I didn't say a peep because, you know, she's getting ready to shoot, and then the, the fawn comes in and starts nursing the mom. She put her bow away and didn't shoot, so I was very impressed. You know, that that's pretty cool. The next year, Doe comes in with two fawns, but they are fully mature. You know, they are ready to go on their own, and she, all I didn't say a peep. I didn't tell her to shoot. I didn't say anything. She just goes to full draw. And smokes the doe. The doe goes 50 yards and dies. I mean, it was the most perfect shot you could ever ask for. And you know, that's the coolest part, seeing them make their own decisions and seeing her put up an actual stand herself. And that's a, that's a rewarding part, seeing them actually watch you and learn and actually get ambition out of it. That's the coolest part. Well, I think, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, having been there and already done it, you, you have the anticipation of knowing – how how that person is going to feel you know maybe not precisely because everybody's experience is a little unique but the whole time you're thinking about the hunt you're like oh man her she's going to start shaking whenever x happens and i can't you know i remember what it was like when i when i drew back the first time you know like so you you already know what's coming so i think that's why you end up getting more hyped because it's happening for the first time in real time to that new person but for you it's like oh i know it's about to happen <laughs> you know yeah, no, it's 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 a whole different world. It's it's so cool to watch. I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah. it it is awesome. I, I think I think one of my favorite memories, just hunting in general, is I took a young fella uh, turkey hunting back in southeast Georgia, and we I yelped 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 one time, and the woods exploded with gobbles, and he's like his his whole face like lit up. You know, I remember whenever I took just, that young fellow to that same place, and I did the same thing, and he about freaked out. He's about nineteen or twenty. Twenty-one, maybe. I don't know. He was a uh, redheaded, and oh you man, know. you talking about? I'm talking about years after that nonsense, man. You talking about when you went to Clay Hole and had the whole daggum county singing, singing <laughs> to your to, to your call? Listen, I'm telling you right now, 
if old Harvey wanted to make some money, he could be the next Michael Waldell the way he talks to turkeys. No, no ain't no. That boy is killer. No, I don't know he's, about all that. He could, no. he could guide. He could no. guide. <laughs> no. Yep. I don't know nothing Since about that. that. Bashfulness starting to click in, but that's all right. Sounds like we got a new business. I got Dude. enough business. I got enough businesses going on right now. Here, listen right here. <laughs> listen right here. That boy wins the Powerball tomorrow. He's done mowing grass, and all he's going to do is guide salt water and turkey hunting. I guarantee you, that's what that boy's going to be doing the rest of his life. If I won a Powerball tomorrow, y'all would uh, <laughs> well, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to disappear from the podcast for about a week. Why? <laughs> I'm going to be in Costa Rica <laughs> trying to figure all this out. <laughs> uh, Think you'd run my business? <laughs> yeah, no. No, but I'll come to Costa Rica with you, and we'll record a podcast live from Costa Rica. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Three shades to the wind hammer, probably, though. <laughs> yeah. Daggone right, son. <laughs> no more worries in the world. <laughs> that would yeah. be nice. Nah, it would, it'd be well, nice, Drew, but it wouldn't Drew, be that now nice. you know what happens. If we, if we go missing for a week and you can't get in touch with us. You're in Costa Rica? Yeah. Yeah, Costa Rica. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No, you'd Catching just be the, you'd be the investor of Wild Edge. That's all. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh shit! All right, Harvey, you're on deck, my man. What you got I, for us tonight? I'm on deck. Well, mine was whenever I was seventeen, sixteen. It's a crossbow. It's not a bow. Um, that was like two years ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> hell, some might still say today, not really, but, um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, one of my other buddies went in this <laughs> same stand down in a hardwood bottom under a white oak tree in one of those beautiful Ameristep, you know, those super comfortable things with the really thick memory foam cushion that were 25 foot tall. Man, those are some amazing stands. Um, anyway, that we were, we went down in there and, uh, <laughs> Okay, go ahead. All right, tree stand, not climbing system, right? Yeah. Yeah. Late, yeah. late, what side are you on, buddy? I mean, really? Come on, brother. Dad, come. I have to poke like Walt. I mean, why don't, why, don't, why don't we just call Maristep for a, for a sponsorship, huh? Dad, go on, dude. I oh, had to poke. Let me guess, he fell asleep. It was so comfortable. Probably. <laughs> it was dead silent. It packed it in was. and out super easy. It was light. It was compact. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't light. It wasn't compact. It was 30 okay. foot tall, and it was a pain in the ass to get in the woods. Uh, All right, but, and that's and that's why we currently use the Wild Edge Incorporated <laughs> yeah. stepladder system or for all of our hunting needs. Yeah. Okay. All right, I, had to, I had to get my poke in there. Walt got his poke in there. I had to, I had to mess <laughs> with him a little bit. Um, but anyway, so I, a buddy had killed a doe in there, I don't know, two days before he was like, yeah, there was 15 or 20 down in there. You'll be fine. You'll kill one the first night you go in there. And I was like, okay. So I took the crossbow down in there and I walked in there, got in the stand 10 minutes later, here comes two does. I'm like, eh, it's too early. I don't want to shoot one this early. It was like four 30. Oh man, I, I want to sit here a little longer. I ain't been here for 10 minutes. So I let them mosey on through. And then I don't know, three hours or so go by see a few more deer here and there and then like six does come in and i'm like uh, okay which one do i want to shoot and uh so i'm sitting there and i'm shaking like hell just freaking out because i've never even you know i didn't know what was gonna happen as a crossbow i figured okay it's like a gun or i hope that's the way it was that's the way i shot it and uh so this doe turned sideways i pull i go to pull the trigger and i didn't even take the damn safety off 
So that was one. That was the first <laughs> fuck up. And I was like, well, this is going to be, this is going to be nice. This is going to be a good night. So I, then I'm even more shook up. I mean, I'm freaking out by this point because it's, it's, y'all know how bottoms get true hardwood bottoms. They get dark extremely early. Quick, quick. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. It fell on me quick. And uh, you guys yeah. never lose your leaves. Nope. Yeah, that early, that early. No. Yeah. I mean, it was, ext- it was like September 21st or something. I mean, it was crazy early. Um, and, uh, so I take the safety off and, and they all look up whenever I click the safety. Cause I mean, that's how close they are. They're like seven, eight yards away. They scatter all of them. And I'm like, well, shit, great. This is, this is just great. I've got 10 minutes left at best. And all my deer just went left, right up, down behind me. So then I'm sitting there and five minutes later, here they all come back. Well, a couple of them come back, two or three of them. And I'm like, well, shit. All right, now which one do I want to shoot? See, I, I got to sit there and pick and analyze and all that kind of stuff. I'm bad about that. I think about it too much. But uh, so I finally decided on like a 120-pound doe. I was like, yeah, she's all right. So I put it right behind her shoulder and uh, squeeze off. And, I mean, I hit her perfect, just blew straight through her, you know, you know probably – 80 pound crossbow. I mean, it was slung an arrow through her at 10 yards like it wasn't nothing. So she does a backflip in midair and runs off to the right. And I call dad freaking out. I mean, just can't breathe. Standing up in the stand, can't hardly stand up. Knees are hit and all that good stuff. And uh, I call him. I said, I ain't never killed nothing with a bow. I don't know what to do. So he said, Well, just shut up and sit there. I'll be there in a minute. And then I called Mike. <laughs> and Mike was like, like Yeah, Mike was like, did you hear a crash? I was like, I, I think so. I heard a bunch of leaves. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, I think I heard a crash. I don't know. Just just stay there. Just stay there. We're coming. And, I mean, I was tripping. But, uh, so I get down. Obviously, I ain't going to wait on them. Duh. We all know that. So I get down, and I go over to the log where I think she crashed, and I look, and there's blood, and I'm like, oh, there she is. She made it, like, literally 12 yards from where I shot her. And I was like, huh. So they get down there. I'm like, I can't find her. I cannot find her. And at this point, I was being an ass. I was like, yeah, I can't find her. I don't know. I mean, I, I got blood everywhere and this, that, and the other. And uh, they turned around and look on the golf cart because I pulled the golf cart down there. They said, you got her in the front seat of the damn golf cart with you. <laughs> <laughs> in the front seat. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just drug her up in the front seat. I was like, yeah, I got bored. Y'all took too long. I said my adrenaline was pumping. I just drug her straight out. I mean, they were there within like 15 minutes, but I was like, my adrenaline was gone. I just drug her straight out of the woods. I was like, huh, I'll go ahead and load her and be waiting on them. And, but yeah, that's pretty That's pretty much my story. I told you I wasn't going to take long. Um, that, that explains latent to the T. Mm-hmm. That is just latent. Yeah. There. yeah. Never and waiting well, and, on anybody. And from that just... point, yeah, from that point forward, you couldn't have told that boy shit about killing deer. Yeah. <laughs> or turkey. You, like, oh, should, should I pluck? Should I put? No, I'm just going to do snow angels in the leaves. And they're going to come. <laughs> the and they're just going to come. Snow angels in the leaves. Layton does. Yeah. Hey, Layton, I want to tell you, I actually did that during turkey season. Did you really? They didn't come all the way in, but it worked. I mean, they came and came and came. And I was like minutes before 12 o'clock when you had to call it quits. And I could have gotten them if I kept doing snow angels, but I had to call it quits. So. It was uh-huh. good. Listen, 
as long as you don't need advice about talking to women, pretty women. Shut up. If it's got anything to do with saltwater, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's got something to do with turkey hunting, saltwater fishing, or killing a deer, he's or making have money. Some good advice or for making you. money. Oh, oh, making money now. How do me and Andrew get on get on it with each other? <laughs> so you want to invest in Wild Edge again? I don't know about that. Yeah. Or are you going to invest in Maristep? Probably Maristep. Yeah, I was really. say. <laughs> they probably give you they probably give you a better deal than I would. Considering the fact he's been promoting them for the last thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, seriously. <laughs> Whatever. That hurt, dude. Oh bullshit. I'm gonna hear that oh, shit. I'm gonna have to come out of it. I now you know what? Now I'm gonna have to do some PR some PR repair now, thanks to you, Leighton. Yeah. Oh well. And you gotta, gotta edit that profanity out. Drew he somebody knows what's <laughs> laying under my bed, what I'm gonna be climbing in this year a little bit, so I ain't worried about that too much. That bladder's under your bed? Yes. What the I, hell? I haven't hung them yet. Man. That's, that's yeah, but what cool they do under, under your bed? bed. <laughs> oh my god, I get man, I get fucked either way. I just might as well shut my mouth down. <laughs> that, that's why I married my wife because the first time I ever met her, she well, after I met her, and I <laughs> let's rephrase that. She actually slept with a gun under her bed, <laughs> right under her pillow. Huh? What? Oh yeah, she's she's a serious woman, and she had a street fight. I mean. It's kind of like the same as sleeping with stepladders under your bed. <laughs> it's a serious weapon. I can sling them pretty hard. Yeah, that's right. I just, I just can't get over what What was the logic behind sticking them under the bed? That's the yep. only place I had to put them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They can't like, go with just... brand new Duramax. It's got leather seats. <laughs> <laughs> No, that 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 is only made for fishing poles. Oh right, oh. shotgun rider. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see that photo he posted? Oh yeah. <laughs> like my my dog got, is shotgun rider now, and I got yeah. the car seat Dude. back. And he and that dog's getting big. Oh, he is getting big. There's there's the advantage of the stepladder. I mean, I couldn't fit a mare steps or muddy tree stands in the back seat. I gotta fit the. <laughs> I, I got a car seat, a dog, and my gear. I got to fit the. the step I will say. I will say this. After Walt gave them to me, they did ride the your step ladders did ride in my toolbox for six weeks. Good. I will say that. Good. That's cool. They just and then I need, then I needed room for irrigation equipment, so I had to take them out. Now they got to go in a tree. <laughs> now they got to go in the, the bed. Yeah. Walter's had all kinds of time to put up tree stands because his wife keeps going on these vacations or whatever. So yeah, no. Shoot. He you're single. You're he single. You got. You got. You got no. You got no excuse. Oh, I got plenty of excuses in the world. You want me to start naming them? Uh, they'll depress us too much. Exactly. Depress <laughs> me. Dude, I ain't even. Hung, I ain't even. I ain't even hung the first damn trail camera this year. Okay, that tells I hung, you how. I hung one before my son was born, and a colony of ants got inside of him. <laughs> And destroyed Uh-oh. the whole trail camera, so <laughs> I kind of gave up after that. <laughs> no, Fellas, but... we 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 got off on a serious tangent there. <laughs> oh, because somebody in their stepladder's under their bed. Damn, where am I supposed to hang? Am I, am I supposed to put them on my lawn trailer so that everybody sees them whenever I pull up in their yard? What is that? That, that? Right. that would be good advertisement. 
Yeah, you're supposed to walk up and be like, hey, I'll give you a 10% discount if you listen to my spiel about the Wild Edge step, uh, step ladder system. <laughs> no, no, here's what I need to do. I need to say, I need to make a deal with a uh, group. Like, hey, look, um, all right, so every yard that I give the spill to, you pay me to mow their grass whether they want me to mow it or not. How about that? And then yeah. we could work that out. You could be very, you would be very busy, potentially. <laughs> you got to mow the grass, though. Yeah, that's fine. All right. As long as I'm getting paid. Well, fellas, let's. Uh, what do you say we wrap this up and tell tell everybody who's uh, managed to listen this far to uh, how to how to enter our contest? Yeah, they. Li- yeah, if y'all made it this far, them ragging on me, then yeah, let's, let's <laughs> let them know. <laughs> hey, don't get butt hurt. It started off with you ragging on me in turkey season. So no, actually, that was it, actually that wasn't me. I didn't do that. You jumped well, on that bandwagon. Yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon, <laughs> kinda, but I didn't start it. You kind of open it up to yourself. You know, it's. You're just one of those guys. It's kind of easy, but you take it so well. It's like, why not? You know? Oh, it is easy. I really just don't care. But yeah, the yeah. step ladders will get hung three days before season, probably, because I already know where I'm going. I just got to get in there done. and do he'll it. He'll have filled his tags by the third day of the season. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's one, one of those. Guys. Sorry, sack of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put in. I put in an entire off season. He's like, I'm tagged out. Asshole. <laughs> That's how it works. Anyways, <laughs> well, guys, if you made it this far. I'm going to go ahead and give you the skinny. <clears throat> what y'all need to do to enter the, the contest, the episode 18 announcement that this will be uh, announced on Instagram. This is an Instagram giveaway. I need you to comment and tag two of your best hunting buddies to tell them about the Wild Edge Incorporated Stepladder System. I almost said Ameristep there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, dude, it almost came out. Fuck, That's where that pause came from. We just, you lost, tag two, your... we just lost the sponsor in this fucking podcast. Tag, uh, yeah, we're tag... done, dude. <laughs> tag two of your buddies in the comments below. Go to our Instagram, hit the follow button. Go to the Wild Edge Inc. Instagram, hit the follow button. And uh, Drew, when do you want to give these away, buddy? They say uh, 16th of September? Sounds good to me as long as everyone follows me on Instagram. And not you got to. And not not Maristep Wild Edge Inc. Who? Who's not that? Maristep Wild Edge Who? Incorporated. Wild Edge. <laughs> right, Layton? You got that, buddy? I think I got. I think I got under somebody's skin this afternoon. <laughs> I did my job today. Uh, well, y'all, before this before this derails into something it doesn't need to be, and y'all gotten all the information you need, Drew. Thank you for. Uh, for taking the time to speak with us. If you'll hold on just a second, and uh, I'll wrap this up for everybody's sake. And Y'all, if you liked what you heard, there's a subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. One star, five star, I couldn't give a flip. Just give me some good feedback. Remember, the next, well, we've already had one person take this up. So the next 19 people who leave us a review, I'm going to send you a decal for free. Y'all be good. This is Walt. And Layton. Andrew. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> y'all be good and shoot straight. See ya.